What is going on, Neon Nation? Welcome back to the Neon Arcade for episode, I believe, 54 of the Cyberpunk 2077 Community Podcast. With me, as always, I have Triple uh, S League. Hello. Last known meal. Hello, it's good to be back. And the Mad Queen Show. Greetings, Earthlings. Yes, we have Last Known Meal back. Since he was, <laughs> he was MIA last week, so yeah, it's good to have a lot of work now. Yeah, yeah, we have to pay a ransom <laughs> to, to Arasaka. <laughs> Wait, no, we're sponsored by Arasaka, so never mind. Yeah, Millie, it was it was Millitic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was I, I was kept somewhere, man. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. How's everybody's week? Uh, thank you. It's been busy. Busy. <laughs> busy with your. Uh, Stay-at-home orders. <laughs> yeah, I hear a cat. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the problem is she when I when I'm working, she doesn't she doesn't do absolutely anything. She leaves me alone. But the moment she hears me speak, it's like I want attention too. <laughs> she wants the spotlight. It's like she's like you're talking to that little box again, and and I, I don't know why, but I just gotta get my gotta get my two cents in there. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, but at least we had a lot of cyberpunk news, man. Exactly, that was great. Yeah, exactly. Just that was to say that. Yeah, great. <laughs> We're finally getting some stuff. Marketing seems to be ramping up. We have mm. gotten two uh, gang reveals on Twitter so far. I believe there wasn't one today, was there? In the morning? Uh, no, no. So we have no. uh, the Moxes and Sixth Street. So those mm. are those are the new ones. We can talk about. Uh, those ones first, and then we can jump into uh, a Q&A by CDPR, where they uh, revealed uh, a bunch of details. And then, yeah, I think I think that was pretty much it for the week, but still a lot of stuff. Um, Definitely. Let's jump into the Mox, the Mox tweet. So this is a new gang in Cyberpunk 2077, and I'll read the description from the from the twit from the tweet here. Um, this gang was formed in 2076 after the death of Elizabeth Lizzie Borden a strip club owner and ex-prostitute who treated workers fairly and defended them from violent clients. The mocks refer to themselves as those who protect working girls and guys from violence and abuse. Um, yeah. So what do we think about those ones? Initially, we it's thought that was... To... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. This this gang is going, to, is going to be very amusing for those people that expected to play Cyberpunk 2077 like, like it was GTA V. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, this is true. I, I know what you're hinting yep. at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in a in a game where where the gameplay is so focused on the consequences of our actions, <laughs> that's that's going to be super funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can I can see myself becoming fast friends with this gang. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, going to be the best way of proceeding, especially. Especially with the high focus on on romancing of the mm -hmm. game, because uh, you basically are going to have two ways of having sex. One is paying for it, and the other one is by dialogues. And as dialogues are not exactly my fault, I see myself paying for it all the time. <laughs> I I am personally hoping that they're gonna that just like the other two gangs that we've seen in combat now, that this gang will have a leader as well, but that you'll be able to like romance them if you just follow through with like a peaceful dialogue option, because that, that would just be super, super, super entertaining. And I thought about it. I'm not really up for uh, romancing the, the leader of the Sasquatch. I'm not, I'm, I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? 
No, no, I'll pass. What, what pass. about that? Oh, a little oh, bit too much. Like you first. He needs to like you first. Yeah. What about what about stout? Everybody's crazy about the the corporate agent. Yeah, well, it's not known if we if we're going to be able to romance her. Mm. Well, this so here's true. my thought on here's my thought on the romances so far. I think that maybe there's like certain like requirements that you have to to pick while 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 you know giving getting a chance to actually like um romance one of these and i'm thinking that for sasquatch you have to like play as a male and then get like the height reduction down to as low as you can and then and then get like modded so that you're even shorter and then you know just play as kind of like a a a little like really annoying brat because then that's the only way that she'll like you i think <laughs> don't they value strength the woman that is a solo and super strong because uh, she's the leader of of the animals and the animals yeah. appreciate the strength above above everything else yeah. uh, i i no because i'm doing a reverse dichotomy thing here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good I luck that. i'm thinking it's going to be like the reverse of that so it's like it's like you're going to try to like you know show off like look at how strong i am and that'll only make her like want to fight you more but whereas you if you show up as like this little short guy and like like now nah, i'm not gonna fight you guys i'm a, i'm actually into numbers I, uh let me do your guys's taxes for you <laughs> suddenly gonna be like i like you <laughs> You're going to stay for snoo snoo. It's going to be great. His, oh, that's his, mo- line. his motto can be hugs. His motto his motto can be hugs, not drugs. Since yeah. they take drugs. <laughs> but uh, the the one thing I when I actually saw this uh, gang, one thing I actually want to do, it, it's like a mission. It's like the classical noir mission in a sense, where they find uh, one of their uh, working girls, like dead or something. In, a, in an alley, and you have to go and see who did it, and then it leads to a very rich corpo. That would be cool. Mm. It was the Reapers. That was in the twenties. <laughs> in the twenties, there was a booster gang called the Reapers. Mm. That originally, uh, Night City Police Department thought that it was just one guy, but they discovered it was a whole booster of of people that that, that went around Night City killing uh, joy boys and joy girls. And, mm-hmm. uh, they they have to be kind of careful with this one, hey, because they they've mentioned that they don't want to kind of put too much, or they don't want to have obviously sexual violence in there. Mm-hmm. So, and this is yeah. like have heavily weighted on that, and it could it could be potentially obviously it's going to be controversial because people like to mm-hmm. get yeah. you know up in arms about this game in general, but this could be uh, something they take a little further. Well, I, be, I mean, uh, I if mean, there's not going to be a sexual violence, the moment it is, they will appear and plus plus, stop. Mm. <laughs> They're going to take care that this is not a thing, which makes a lot of sense in an environment such as Night City, because there are there are lots and lots of vigilante gangs, and they also take care of particular people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also, it also it also really depends on how it is too. It's like. It, it's it it it's so subjective it's kind of weird right because mm-hmm. you you can have like you can have a and and this is depicted in like serial killers in in movies and stuff like that it's like you can have like these serial killers depicted as um as really crazy violent but the minute that you step into that realm of like sexualized violence it's, it goes off right away um unless it's one type of 
then it's totally fine. But any other forms of it is like, no, 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 no. Like, and it's, it's kind of wonky and weird. And I mean, that's, that's how it is when it comes to like people's reaction to, it's like, you guys remember when they announced the original like reboot to, um, I think it was the, the 2015 or 20, 2015 or 2014, the, the, the complete reboot to the Lara Croft series, the, where, oh yeah, yeah. They they did this scene in at E three and I think it was there for that one. Um where they, they showed they showed her getting like beaten around by this one guy and it started to get like that creepy, like rapey vibe real quickly, and the whole place was just awkwardly quiet. Like all like everybody was just like, Where is this going? Oh this is kind of weird. And then later on when the game actually came out and people actually like didn't do the quick time events right, oh he wasn't gonna, you know, do that to her. He was just gonna kill her. And everybody's like, Oh, okay, well that's fine. <laughs> it's like what? Wow. <laughs> I, I know that was my reaction was like, wait, what? How how is this better? I do what? So yeah, weird weird things that I mean they really they Yeah, so this this game's gotta they have a tight, tight rope to walk mm-hmm. because you don't want to create a, like, you don't want to create some kind of a simulator where that can kind of stuff can happen. But it's at the same time, it's like, it's like you, you, you want to like keep it somewhat balanced. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to kind of see. And I'm, I mean, this makes me even more interested with the, with the release of these two gangs. I am far more interested in a non-lethal playthrough now more than ever. Because with the with the animals and with the um, I don't know if the, the with the with the other fellow with his like face gone the maelstrom, um, yeah, it's like I wasn't really interested in like becoming friends with either of those gangs because it's kind of like eh, not really my vibe. But when I saw when you when I look at the Lizzies and when I see the military guys, I'm like. Okay, yeah. these are my these are my jam, right? These are my people. I I gotta I gotta like get in like super friendly with both of these gangs because this looks really cool, mm-hmm. and I really want to have this like deep like like get in and see as much lore from the inside of their their gangs as possible. Like mm-hmm. I, I have no intention of like getting on their bad side, and and it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we might so, as well yeah. describe the Sixth Street then too, since we're talking about them. So just just for chat, in case they haven't mm-hmm. uh, gone on Twitter and seen this. Uh, so Sixth Street uh, was founded by veterans of the Fourth Corporate War who were tired of the helplessness of the Night City Police Department and was uh, meant to serve and protect the community of Vista del Rey. Today, their interpretation of the law and bringing justice to the city is questionable and self-serving. So mm-hmm. there's a description of that. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like either either the gang or the or the, or who's ended up replacing the gang from original members have have kind of like lost their way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I see so much story capable stuff here of like they've lost their way. They were originally meant to like replace the cops and and replace Law and Order, which had been sold out to big corporations and and was well, ignoring uh... people. Sorry, please allow me to cut here. Cut yep. you in here. I'm going to breathe deeply, and I'm going to, cl- to explain all the law behind this because this has a reason to be. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like like that they were replacing the cops. 
No, no. And before, in the 2020s, there were already a lot of uh, vigilante gangs, and something like this happened. The problem was that the police of Night City was mainly Arasaka police, which means that obviously they were more interested in protecting the corporate interest than protecting the, the people on the street level. So a lot of uh, vigilante gangs started to appear, and you had uh, some that were more or less violent. You had the back uh, alley brawlers, for instance, that was a vigilante gang that the rest of gangs did the possible to avoid. But then you had the Juliards, for instance, that were a little less lethal, that uh, were a gang that uh, protected the performers on the streets. And people weren't that afraid of them because they usually didn't do anything if you didn't do anything to them. And this more or less uh, took, uh, they quote unquote, to always took the justice on their own hands. What happens that the people have a different definition of what justice is and what people should be protected. But these in the 2020s have a little bit of, um, of a balance of, of, uh, between the police and the gangs. But the thing, the thing went crazy after the fourth corporate war because the thing is that the police of Night City just collapsed. And the only department that survived was the Max Stack, the, the Psycho Squad. So the Psycho Squad tried to take place of the whole police. Uh, also, Arasaka police was gone because Arasaka was wiped out of the states after the fall because of the campaign of uh, the President Elizabeth Crest that wanted people to believe that it was Arasaka who blew the city. So they, they declared, they declared Arasaka illegal in the states. They declared them terrorists. So they didn't have uh, Arasaka police anymore. They had to hire Lazarus, but this uh, small cooperation also Lazarus uh, were were neutral during the fourth, so they still had the, they still had a lot of power because they didn't got it, didn't get it as hard as the rest of corps during the during the fourth. But still, Lazarus was there mostly to protect corporate interests. Then you had mega corporations that were hiring their own security, and also just to protect their people. And then you also had uh, as as the Night City Police Department that was almost entirely composed of Stack officers couldn't handle everything. Uh, they were hiring uh, freelance police, and uh, people also started to to get a lot a, a lot of bodyguards. So you were a solo, you had a job. But at the same time that this happened, uh, a second a second consequence of the Mininuke blowing a good part of the city is that the people that lived there that weren't killed by the original explosion started to to uh, flee to parts of the night city integrates um you know in the second world called uh, the night city area that were places of the city that were abandoned during the collapse so the efforts of the police have to move, move had to multiply obviously in the expansion of Night City, in the reconstruction of Night City, the city council had to take into consideration all these people that went on in to the outer parts of Night City that are the districts that we're going to see in Cyberpunk 2077, Westbrook, uh, Santo Domingo, all that, all that district, all these districts were abandoned before the fourth corporate war. What happened that there was way more territory to cover and Less and less police, unless unless police to care for the people on the street level. All all the efforts of the police were focused on protecting the corporate interest in Night City, because again, as uh, the government of the United States really didn't want to help Night City because Night City was a city state. It didn't belong to the United States. It didn't the free states of California. The President Elizabeth Crest wanted California to go back to the state, so that was her price 
in exchange for helping Night City re uh, rebuild. But as the people of Night City didn't want to, they needed the mega corporation, so they have to take care of them. What was the consequence of that? As everything, all the police resources went to protect mega corporations and their interest, booster gangs that had to protect the people on the street started to rise. So these two booster gangs and the third, the Valentinos, the Valentinos, originally they weren't, um, they weren't, um, vigilante Aggressive. gang. They weren't a poster yeah. gang. A poster gang that was named after this famous actor called Rodolfo Valentino that I don't know if you know if he was a uh, very, a celebrity during the times of the, the, um, silent was, films. Was he the, um, was, he wasn't the, oh, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. He wasn't the, um, the, the Frank Sinatra, um, like version. He was, he was, he was more like the Charlie Chaplin. One? No, no, he was he was an Italian American actor, and he was like uh, he was he's known for being the first international sex symbol in cinema. He was like the <laughs> the Latin lover per excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the thinking Frank Sinatra, Sinatra, but, the, but more, more yeah. like Latin lover. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, hence the name of the Valentinos. And in the twenty yeah. twenties, they, they, their only worry was to to pick up on on attractive people of Night City. But the moment that the police didn't have enough resources to cover all Nazi, Night City that was expanding, they had to do something about it. And they turned into a vigilante booster gang that had to protect the Latino community. So I believe we're going to see are you reading all this? People are calling you an encyclopedia. No, Ali, I'm not reading everything, anything. I'm reading the comments that you are putting on the chat. That's yeah, all she, I'm doing. She's reciting this <laughs> she's from just, memory. She's just an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. You want lore, Mad Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I am sure yeah. that, that the, the Moxes, the Sixth Street, and uh, mm. the Valentinos, that this, they haven't been explained yet, but, but they've been shown. We know it's the gang that... Uh, um, Jackie used to hang out with are not only vigilante gangs for every section that uh, for for every part of of the society of the micro society of Night City we're going to have a booster uh, a vigilante booster for them. Mm -hmm. And as Sip said, you you gotta pay attention who you actually talk with nicely and who you don't. Because, for example, animals they said in the deep dive video that they were uh, they are hired as bodyguards in the city generally and they don't actually have one leader so i don't like generally i think killing uh i don't know how how their code works if they have revenge but i don't think killing like uh the sasquatch would actually damage them that much because they only select one guy as an ad hoc leader or a woman whatever um so i don't know i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see if he actually kills sasquatch how is that going to actually like uh, are you going to have problems with, you know, nightclubs in Night City? Are you going to have problems with, you know, bouncers, etc., that are connected with animals? You'll have so an issue again. with Netwatch because some some of these corporations back these gangs are, you know, yeah, yeah, also that for jobs, yeah. And you also have to think about in what region of the Night City you're in and where you're going to spend the most time. Because if you're going to spend a lot of time in Pacifica, let's say, mm -hmm. then I wouldn't anger the Voodoo Boys. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Sixth Street uh, protects the community of Vista del Rey. Mm. Is that is that on the map? I, I actually haven't checked yet, but no, uh, no, it's not on the map of Night City. Unless, no, not, unless not that we know a, of yet. Yeah. Unless it's a, it's a neighborhood that we don't know yet, mm -hmm. but at least mm. it wasn't in the twenties. So it seems like this is probably a smaller, um, a smaller community. 
or a smaller area? Maybe maybe originally it was, or maybe Vista del Rey, the Vista del Rey in in the uh, more more most, more in the east of the states, and then they moved to Night City. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll there's see. A, there's also a connection with the mocks that I kind of want to talk about. So that their leader in uh, before she died was Elizabeth Lizzie Borden. Um, mm. Their logo kind of looks like Lizzie Wizzy's logo. Uh, we saw the Lizzies, remember, from the Behind the Music. Uh, I thought they were the same. <laughs> yeah. So are they are they the same or is this? No. Did they change the name? Well, I didn't. I didn't have it confirmed if the Lizzies were were actually the Moxes. But one thing that I do know is that uh, the Lizzies exist in the law, and mm-hmm. they exist in the law in a part of the law that is not canonical. Mm-hmm. So it's more than likely <clears throat> that the that the, the moment that the, at some point they thought that this may create create confusion because these leases on the law that are not not canonical have absolutely nothing to do with the new leases. So it makes sense that they change the name. Mm-hmm. So I and I remember like I knew about this when we were when we originally were talking about Lizzie and the big info when she came out with Grimes and all that stuff. Um, and I was a little bit confused because I was. I wasn't certain if these two, if if there was some correlation here, or if there was some secondary cor- correlation. And after thinking about it a little bit more, um, I kind of realized that that there can be a significant correlation between them, just due to the fact that that maybe like maybe she happens to be all of their favorite singer, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a coin like it's not it's not direct super direct correlation, but there is some secondary correlation in that, you know I mean they all listen to her, right? So versus like, you know, all the other um all the other singers and entertainers you might have in Night City at the time. And that doesn't necessarily mean like an official kind of connection, but it does like impact or it would impact their their overall like their overall you know, style and performance maybe is or style and, and um and public uh persona uh than than not. So I think that's kind of where it falls into and it's kind of a little it's a little bit wonky, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just well, want to find out more. <laughs> there are plenty of booster gangs that uh, we we've been shown uh, we've been we've seen logos and we know nothing mm-hmm. from from yeah. them. And I wonder how many of them are are completely new or are based on on old booster gangs because there was there was a logo in Pacifica that reminded me a lot a lot of the Black Queens hmm. and right, the Black yeah, Queens yeah. are just like goths are goths and that's it they didn't do anything <laughs> but uh, they didn't do anything in the twenties everything changed with the fourth mm-hmm. so um, I'm yeah. really curious to see it. We, Obviously, the the more the Night City expanded, I guess that the more the the, the booster gangs that are going to expand. Mm-hmm. Mm. And 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 I like how there is no ultimately evil or ultimately good gangs because someone asked me that who's like what's what gang is like the the bad one. Well, the thing is, gangs for some people, gang a gang can be a gang, but for others, it could be uh, a savior. Let's look at, uh, let's say, Pablo Escobar. For some people, you know, the biggest criminal of all time. For some, a saint. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you uh, actually do something to a booster gang in a certain uh, part of the city that actually protects people, mm-hmm. so I, I could, I mean, I don't know if we will, but logically, 
you might actually have backlash from the people as well mm-hmm. because no one will work with you or help you or something because mm-hmm. they know that you're doing this against this gang and there's also this rule like if you're helping someone who's against the gang you get shot right. so maybe that's going to be taken into account as well it would be cool mm-hmm. so well, i, I desperately works... sorry this works exactly like in real life who is yeah. good and who is bad for you? Well, what's your definition of justice? If you yeah. ask a corporate, then the ones that should be protected are the leaders of the mega corporations because they are moving the economy of the state, well, of the world. Mm-hmm. So they are the ones that are more important than not the people on the street level. You're a cyberpunk and I can shoot you. You're replaceable. Mm-hmm. If you're a cyberpunk, well, uh, you don't agree with this definition of justice, and for for you, they are the evil. But for them, you are the evil. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on how you roleplay your character. Some would be your friends, some your enemies, some you will agree with, and some you will hate. Mm-hmm. I I really want the ability to make my own gang. Like that would just be so cool if you could make and design your own gang <clears throat> multiplayer <clears throat> multiplayer um <laughs> one of the things that that i'd love is like i i, I don't know i probably want to do something like the the carmen san diego's just because you know <laughs> i don't know if you get the reference but it's like it's like yeah just have a group of like thieves who steal outrageously ridiculous expensive things but the more ridiculous and outrageous the more tempting of a target it is and they just like fly off with it and disappear and do, do, do <laughs> stuff with it like seriously I... so there, there's uh there's a there's a cartoon of like there's a cartoon of of uh, carmen san diego there's a new one and then there's an old one the old one is the better one and was a if you like the femme Shep uh, voice actress, um, that was her like one of her starting gigs in the industry was was filming was being this char- one of the characters in that show long 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 time ago. Mm-hmm. So bit of bit of trivia for you there. <laughs> did Carmen San Diego even speak? I don't. I, I barely remember that that she, that show. She did. She did in the game. Um, oh, in the game. Okay. In the original, so in the original, like game show kind of thing that was around, and then in the original computer game that showed up, and that was like early '90s, I think it was. Uh, she had like one or two lines, um, but no, she she ended up speaking quite a bit. Uh, the cartoon of her the in the '90s was. I mean, she spoke a lot in that. She like taunted the player constantly. She taunted the. Uh, the the detectives trying to catch her. She, there was whole episodes that was just devoted to her like history and her past. And then, um, yeah. So now nah, it's it's uh she, she's always had kind of a a unique type voice behind her. So mm-hmm. mm. I like the concept. The new cartoon. I don't know. I've only watched like two or three episodes of it. It's it's really kiddish. So I I try to only catch it when I've got like nieces or nephews over. Oh, but, they they made another. They. Uh, yeah, it's it's like live right now. So they, I think they just wrapped up their first season or something like that. Um, it seems to be pretty decent. It now follows Carmen San Diego as the main protagonist. Huh. So and she's like she's like a vigilante thief and tra- <laughs> trying to like save the artworks that she's stealing, kind of thing. It's it's really weird um, as a pr- as a generalized premise, but yeah. Yeah. No, uh Roz uh in the in the chat. Yeah, it's it really brings back memories for me, but for some reason I always felt like the 
the aesthetic fit here in the mm-hmm. cyberpunk world. And so that that's I, I really want us to like be able to make our own gangs at some point. But mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, a little off track, little little speculation there for you. Uh, I want to start a new, um, I want to start a new segment this this week called Insane Speculation, where we come up with the absolute most crazy, ridiculous, speculative concepts. So start working on yours. We'll cover this before we finish the episode. Listen, and every single gaming outlet is going to pick it up and spin it as the truth. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, you're but going we're gonna, to be we're there. going to. We're going to really make sure that this is that people who are listening to the podcast understand that this is ridiculous speculation. And you'll you'll hear mine. I have one for me, and it's it's golden. It's golden. I have so many that I can start talking now, and then I I, I we can we can continue. I mean, all the whole week, and then next podcast. Yeah. But but anyways, did uh, is there anything else that we want to cover with the gangs before we move to this other news? Um, oh, I, I think so. we're good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe look at the the Sixth Street Gang. I kind of want to see their outfits. Mm-hmm. I want to see oh, if they're yeah. actually militaristic because mm-hmm. their logo is all about that. You know, military yeah. kind of a how they say militia militia like logo. Uh, yeah, there's like a so pa- there's like a patch on Johnny Silverhand's. Uh, is it his vest? And it's got like a skull with like a helmet on it because he's a he's a veteran or was a veteran. So mm. it kind of looks like that. Kind of reminds me of I don't know if you guys know this brand, Metal Militia. It's like what all the rednecks here wear. Anyways, no. off topic. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we jump to the CDPR Q and A then, or the financial yeah. call? So yeah. I believe yeah. this was yesterday or day before. Uh, CDPR had an investors call where. They were laying out their 2019 financials. Um, investors could call in. So at the end, there was a Q&A. Uh, and we got a decent amount of information from this. Uh, I think the first thing that they mentioned was that um, the game has obtained a mass majority of the game's ratings. So in all the major markets, they have uh, the tentative or, or the finalized uh, game rating. So whether that's teen, mature, etc. Um so what do we think that is? I think this is a pretty obvious answer here. Obvious, but, yeah. Uh, Mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see it as anything else, honestly. Mm-hmm. If if The Witcher was like that and they, you know, maintain the same level of realism when it comes to blood and gore, mm-hmm. then definitely, definitely mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think we can... Yeah, I disagree. We, you'd, oh, okay. Yes, it's okay. C-A-F. C-A-F. <laughs> oh, cyberpunk as <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, cyberpunk as fuck. This game I was, I'm sitting here going through like, my, my mental that? brain going, what rating is that? I'm going through all of the European ones and all the past ones trying to figure out what the hell is this from? Oh, oh, that should be its, it's own rating system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they also said that they don't see physical related launch risks by launching in mm. September. Um, they mentioned that the main issue that they're having at the moment is the localization process because recording studios are closed. It's hard to get voice lines for the different localizations, which kind of makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in Japan, I think, as they mentioned that mm-hmm. the localization in Japan, because it's closed, closed for a month and, you know, 
True. I thought actually, I thought that they're not going to have an issue with that specifically, but when you have also have to think about it, not a lot of these, you know, voice actors have professional equipment at their right. homes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it has to be like that consistent quality, right? I suppose mm, there's a lot of yeah, checks of and balances when you're doing the recordings. Um, yeah, they'll have to provide you with equipment if they want you to maintain the same, you know, quality. For sure. For and sure. that's yeah. kind of difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they said worst now, case there, scenario for that is a, a day one patch. Sorry, go ahead, Seb. There are um, there are a number of of actors who do have a home studio set up, uh, just because they do a lot of like secondary work themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that um, uh, that a certain female protagonist does because she does a lot of stuff from home. So, I don't know. Who is this? The <laughs> Can you main female. Oh, I thought okay. protagonist of of the game. Hmm. I'd, I'd imagine she I'd has her lines it. already completed, though. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's one of the scenarios where I suspect strongly that they that they didn't bring her to Poland to do those. I think she probably did them either remotely or from one of the studios uh, where she lives. Mm-hmm. And right. and because I, I I think it would probably have been cheaper to to do it that way, but I'm not positive, so don't quote me on it. Mm-hmm. That's not inside. Yeah. That's not inside info. That's just uh, that's just me looking at the like <laughs> what I know from her work. So. Because I don't think they're doing the classical mocap like they did for God of War, where they actually need the actors to be there physically. No, I for think, this I think, one, yeah. I think. Well, yeah. No, uh, Shreema wouldn't have done. Um, the mocap for this because yeah. I don't know if you know, but she's really short. She's like really super short, and it's 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 adorable and it's totally suits her. But she's really really short, mm. um, and the body type doesn't quite match up necessarily with the um, yeah, with the model with V of the character. Yeah, so I suspect that that most of the the now I don't know if they did face motion capture, which I would mm. have recommended because they, she does have a really really good face for the for V. Um, they even look alike, like they they really do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's some that's something that I'm not really I'm not really too certain on. I'm I'm sure that info will come out eventually. It would be nice because the face the facial motion capture is always nice to capture, especially mm. when somebody has like a very expressive face. And they're really good at that. Like you know, um, uh, any of any of the recent stuff, like anything from, uh, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, the guy who did Gollum in Lord of the Rings, Andrew, uh, Andrew Circus, Sarkesis, Sarkesis, Sarkesis. That's something like that. Sarkesis. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. She, um, you know, so, somebody like him, somebody like the mm-hmm. the girl who did the all the motion capture for, uh, um, oh darn, the game that won the award two years ago, mm-hmm. um, Hellblade. Hellblade, thank you. Uh, Hellblade. It's like that. That was. I mean, all the facial capture that they did for her was was amazing. God of War with uh, Christopher Judd, absolutely brilliant. Um, and he really ends up selling that you know the the emotion there mm-hmm. because he's and and he's really good at it too like he's like he's he's been the guy he's one one of the best like actors when it comes to like combining digital content with like creative content 
So yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. By the way, I'm, I'm going to plug this again, random plug uh, for anybody who hasn't ever seen this. Christopher Judd, who plays God of War, um, Kratos, he has a, he has this like little indie movie that him and one of his like uh, fellow actors put together in a weekend. I think it was a weekend. It's hilarious. He's not the main character in it, but he's, he is one of these, like, he is a, he is a character in it called, it's called the dog's breakfast. It's a very, very funny movie. If you ever get a chance to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really good. Is it online or? I, I think you can view it online. It's one of those ones where it's like, it was a super like rare indie movie that was put out. So I believe it was online. Uh, mm. For the longest time, but yeah, you, you look up "Dog's Breakfast." A dog's breakfast, I think, is how it's pronounced. And uh, Christopher Judd. Um, when did this come out? Two guys in it. This was oh, early two thousands, I think. Oh, okay, so, all right. Yeah, long, long time ago. But mm-hmm. he's like, he plays this like character in it. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just so funny. Anyways, um, uh, I just want to yeah. address a question we've been getting a lot in the chat. A lot of people have been asking about PC specs and, and recommendations and requirements. We're probably not going to get that until a, a month or two before launch. Um, but remember, remember, it has to run on modern modern consoles and things like that. Mm. So um, it mm-hmm. shouldn't. Uh, for those of you, you need a 2080 Ti. People saying that you do, you don't. You'll you'll need you know moderate hardware and you'll be fine. Yeah, those those GPUs technically 280 there for 4K gaming. People have to remember that. Sometimes when they post these requirements, you have to see is it for 4K or is it for 1080p resolution because there is huge enormous difference. Very true, yeah. 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 Um so moving on in the Q&A, um uh, I guess everybody's waiting for their next content drop, so they they kind of address this question. Um, they have plans for a 100% digital uh, marketing campaign up until September. They also have plans for a mix of physical and digital. Um, and so they mentioned that uh, in, obviously E3 2020 is, has been canceled. Um, that they do have tentative plans from June uh, all the way to September. I don't know if that that means that the marketing is going to start in June or. Um, and we're going to have to wait until until June or we're going to get something a little bit more substantial before. Um, but that is what they mentioned. They also well, we saw them introducing two new booster gangs and uh, they, they, they said themselves that this was uh, just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I guess that this means that the marketing campaign is already mm-hmm. starting. We already have pending the rest of the ARG. True. The page of uh, uh, Netwatch Corp was uh, updated recently. What with... really? Yes. Uh, still, you can't you can't enter without the login mm-hmm. password. But, oh. uh, but yeah, it seems it seems like like they they are going. To, I mean, that they I don't think they're going to leave it like it is because it, mm-hmm. they, it had a continuation, so something needs to be done. Obviously, we're all expecting a new trailer at some point. Mm-hmm. And also, they need to explain a lot, a lot of lore, mm-hmm. but a lot. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to wait for for Cyberpunk Red to release to explain a lot of things because 
because they need to explain it for players to understand what to expect from the game. And this is such mm -hmm. a complex game. Mm -hmm. They already explain things that are very particular from the cyberpunk universe. For instance, net running. That, yeah, well, it's hacking in some way. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, there's still plenty of things that we didn't see. And I believe that I'm going to explain to the future players what to expect from the game. Because I am seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people that expect some sort of a GTA 5 with cybernetics. And I honestly wouldn't like, wouldn't like this to happen because uh, then maybe they are disappointed by what they find. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is, this is one of the, so this talk about the lore really plays into one of these other little bits that came out in this news press, presser that I won't, I really, we, we need to address, which is the, been the headline story for dozens and dozens of websites a lot over the last few days. And I don't think they have it right. I don't, I'm not convinced, um, one way or the other just yet as to whether or not it's for sure wrong. But I, I, I think a lot of people are jumping the gun at least a little bit here. So, um, should we talk about that? Yeah, we can jump into that. That was yeah, part yeah. of this anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. So, okay. So, um, the the headline is is that the the DLC will be announced before the release of the game. That's part of what the headline is, but that's a big part of the the headlines that we're getting right now. And there's a lot of people that are like freaking out. I've got lots of messages about this. Lots of people wondering if this is true. Right now, um, in short, don't don't put this down as as gospel. Yet, and I'll explain why um, here. So, the quote, the actual quote from Adam was a scenario similar to The Witcher Three. So people heard that and said a similar a similar scenario to The Witcher Three. Therefore, they're going to do everything exactly the same way that The Witcher Three did, including the pre-release DLC announcements. Mm -hmm. Versus like just running with this and going with the, they learned a lot from doing the big DLC, the big expansions mm. and the, the, the content that they, you know, was these big self-contained stories and it was really, you know, really well done. And then they had, you know, a whole bunch of like micro DLC on top of that, that just came out. Um, and, and that, that was, that was what they did. And so that therefore that's exactly what they're going to do here. Now that's, that's, that's jumping the gun a little bit, not just a little bit, a lot. <laughs> I think this is jumping the gun a lot. Um, I don't think that they're going to be doing that because of a couple of things. So again, this is right now is speculative. I've reached out and we can't really get an answer either way on this, whether or not they're releasing this, they're going to be putting out this info before the game drops or afterwards, but here's my argument for, for why they are not going to announce and release. They might announce the, the DLC as in like, we're doing, um, so the game is going to come out and then we're going to have this DLC and it's going to be called this. There's going to be this DLC, DLC and it's going to be called that. There's going to be this expansion and it's going to be called that expansion. And we're going to do uh, another expansion and it's going to be called thus expansion. And that's what we have planned that's what's going to come out, you know, after after the game drops. Uh, they might do that, but I don't think that they're going to detail the DLC because if they detailed the DLC before they 
actual game <laughs> dropped, you're kind of giving away a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we don't know if V lives past the end of the game or yeah, past the end of the game. That's, that's the right way to put it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like we don't know if that's, we don't know if that's going to be a, in canon experience yet or, yet or not. Like, I mean, we could have, there, there's a number of things that could be happening here. There's a number of different ways the story could be rolling. And there's a ton of stuff that we have no clue about. And right now the mystery of that is what's kind of helping the, the concept of like, well, what does this game have? What's, what's the storyline going to be? Where, where is this character arc going? Where is the story going? What's going to happen with this chip? What's going to happen with Johnny? What's going to happen with all this stuff? If they put out, uh, you know, uh, Johnny goes, Johnny goes to the moon, <laughs> you know, and that's the, that's the first expansion pack that we're getting. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much going to ruin most of the, your experience in, in wondering whether or not Johnny or V is going to make it to the end of the, through the end of the game. But, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so, the, sorry. Go, say. I just wanted to cut you there because uh, when you said like you don't know the thing with The Witcher Three and how it was when they announced the game on GOG, let's say you already had the names of two expansions, the Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone. Obviously, they didn't say anything. I think there was like one line of like you're going here or oh there is this happening, but just one line. And mm-hmm. in The Witcher Three. The endings can be actually lethal, but uh, the, they handle that, uh, as you probably know, by actually giving you a save mm-hmm. before the end game. So it might be similar here, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But the the other thing that we encounter here that I want to point out is that by the time The Witcher 3 was announced and it was expected, people already knew about The Witcher. They knew about the world. You know, most of their core fans had played the last two games. And there was not, they didn't really need to go in depth in building this universe and story of the Witcher in the, the, in the eyes of the audience because the audience was already generally familiar with it. At least their core audience was at the time. More people have come on. And then as we get the TV show, even more people have come on, right? So this is not mm-hmm. something that we need to be standing back going, Oh my goodness, where, 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 do we, <laughs> we know all this, this backstory. We don't care. We don't have this situation. This, this situation really doesn't exist here. So what I'm what I'm feeling is that they won't won't do that because there's just too much content that is brand new to the players. Most of this game and most of the characters, in fact, I, I'd say nearly all, are going to be brand new for both fans um, of of the game series as well as all brand new including core concepts to a lot of gamers who have never even picked up the tabletop and never read any of the the related content have never really looked at this series it's all brand new to them and just going ahead and announcing all your dlcs and giving out a a ton of information that's not going to happen but there's a lot of these sites that are that are heavily indicating that oh yeah this is totally happening Mm -hmm. it's like uh, you you don't know this well how do you know this well because he said it's some scenario similar to the witcher 3 well that can mean a number of different things Mm -hmm. like that could mean just internal 
process, right? Like, yeah, we're covering it the same internal process, which means that they're, they, they have generalized concepts for it, but they're not going to start working on it until after the game launches, right? So mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of different ways to, to take this information and run with it and, and how or why they keep insisting on it in this one way is completely mm-hmm. beyond me. And it confuses us as well. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, as Neon was saying, I asked him, like, where, where is this? Like, I can't find it. <laughs> Am I missing something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is snide, like, well, maybe you should be a real journalist. And we, we, <laughs> see, we see what game developers are talking about all the time before mm-hmm. you pass it on. Unless there was a section of this Q&A somehow that was exclusive to some of these. No, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't. I mean, I mean, we have a historic... Of the press jumping to conclusions, mm-hmm. so I believe that does. Usually, usually the easiest answer is the good one. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that's I think that's the way it is now. And I think there's a lot of people who need to like you need to look at this and go, okay, I don't think that they're going to be announcing this stuff straight up. What what we can expect and what I think they said is basically what we've been saying for ages, which is what they said originally. Is like, look, when they it comes to the DLC, we're going to be doing these big DLCs that are similar to how we did the, the DLCs and the expansions in The Witcher. They're not micro DLCs that you know don't contain very much, or you know, like other games where it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's an expansion pack, but it's actually like you know, it's only like five dollars, and it's just basically a a single feature added to the game, right? So mm-hmm. I, if like, you don't mind that I interrupt you in here, yeah. I would like to answer a question in the chat because uh, this is a subject that when talking about CD Projekt that can create confusion. Mm-hmm. And S is asking, do you think the DLC could take place in another city or country? Well, uh, let's have in mind that the business practice of CD Projekt when it comes to DLCs is the next. A DLC is a small piece of content. It may be guns, mm-hmm. it may be new wardrobe, and it's for free. And an expansion is a big piece of content, and this is what you pay for. So when we talk about DLCs here, we talk about small pieces of content, like they delivered in The Witcher. Not It's not story content. It's not new quests. New quests, that's an expansion. That's a different mm-hmm. thing. Uh, there was one quest, though, just for The Witcher, just to, in, a, in a minor DLC for the Viper armor. Oh, yeah, but that yeah, but that wasn't like a no, just a small one, just a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah. And and I think this is what we like what we're trying to remind everybody is like look, this is how this is how this works, right? When it comes to um their ex- expansions, they actually follow through with the proper terminology. Yes, yes, because big... I'm sure that people are reading are reading um mm-hmm. this news and, and instead of DLC, they are understanding expansions. Like, oh my god, how many expansions are they going to make? Mm-hmm. Like, no, wait, wait, wait. The Witcher only had two. Lots of DLCs, but expansions only had two. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think in the in the article, it was actually they pulled this direct quote from somewhere. Uh, I think it was Adam Kaczynski or, or something. And they said um, they'll announce DLC months before and expansions weeks before, if I'm remembering that correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think they did add bo- uh, both of those um, in the I, mix I'm there. expecting for sure, 100%, I am definitely expecting them to announce the, the expansions uh, fairly early on, but not before the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Because they, they literally have to get everybody invested into this world. And, th- and that's a big thing because 
We've seen this before. I mean, hell, we saw this last year at this time. Just because you put out a game that you've hyped up, if nobody likes it, and if nobody's connected to the universe, and if nobody's connected to the thing, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm talking about Anthem. Nobody's going to give a rat's butt about the game if you have a bad launch. Nobody's going to give a rat's butt about the, the entirety of the universe behind the, the story that you've created. Nobody mm. cares about the, the anthem of creation. It's like nobody gives a rat's <laughs> butt about that anymore. It's, it's, it's meaningless now. And these idiots are sitting here like thinking that, that this was going to be the, the next like biggest game that's ever been created. They, they thought that this thing would, would eclipse Mass Effect so much that nobody would even question, you know, Mass Effect's existence anymore after this game came out. How pathetic. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Haven't, how haven't pathetic? they doubled down again and they're like uh, expanding oh, they, they it or that, something they, like that? They said or? that they're, they're working on it. They're going to be doing a, a relaunch. But the, the relaunch team. Who cares? Nobody's like, going to care. The relaunch team only has like like 80 people, tops, tops working on it. Closer, mm. I've heard closer to 30. How much work can 30 people do to re- completely rebuild a game? I, Especially uh, a triple A game. Not much, much. No, not much at all. I, I really don't think this thing is going to exist out the door very much. Like, a really, it's just, mm-hmm. it's really not going to happen. It, it, like, it's just. <laughs> so, Are we still talking about so, well, I mean, we're tying this in. I, I, so, this is the same thing, and this is the main reason why, when it comes to um, Cyberpunk, why they have to nail this launch. Because they need to get you invested in the, this world as much or more as as you know Bethesda, Bethesda, uh, not Bethesda Bioware needed to get you invested in the Mass Effect series with with Mass Effect One. It's like this is this is their launch to a brand new you know uh, IP mm-hmm. that they've laid the groundwork for this to continue on for years, you know decades even maybe, and, and this is this is you know like. This might be one of these things that, that, you know, people start to like build off of in society. Like, you know, like the, the Star Trek thing, right? There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like people that have been trying to like, you know, reach that Star Trek concept. And, and it's really set a, a whole new level of like sci-fi in, since its initial like concept in the early days, like from the very, very, very first show to now, it's like, it's now it's a kind of an, terrible state currently but like it really did change the way that we see Mm sci-fi you know it was either that or like imagine imagine if if instead of like star trek imagine if dune was the big thing like Hmm. imagine if that was the series wait for it wait for what (laughs) wait for it for dune yeah when is it coming out when, when did they say? I, I don't remember the date, but it's... There was a logo, but besides that, I don't think there was anything else. Nah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the year oh. 2020, <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly date. It's going to be fun. Dune. But yeah, yeah. Imagine if Dune was mainstream, actually, then, you know, besides Star Trek. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, are you talking about the the reshoot that they're doing? 
Hmm? Is it yeah. Dune based on a book? We're all talking I'm about different to, things. I'm trying to figure out what Mad Queen was yes. referring to here. Are you are you talking about the remake? Yes. Yeah. The I'm Dune remake. On. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I've heard very little of about this, so I, I don't know. Same director that did Blade Runner 2049 is doing Dune. And he asks in uh, chat. Yes, then is Villeneuve. Yep, they have they have the the, the cast and crew here, the cinematography, everything. Well, the this cinematography is, is going to be awesome then. It's supposed, uh, it's supposed Greg to be Fraser. released this year, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, date. yesterday. See, you said just wait, and I was like, huh. So I immediately went to the news cycle, and you know what pops up on the news cycle? Yesterday, and I, for a second I thought that this is what you were talking about. Yesterday. A Jim Henson's Dune featuring Kermit the Frog was imagined <laughs> by the creators of of uh, or by some of the people behind the the, the stuff. And there's a, there's like so Gonzo's in here. Uh, there's a picture of um, of of um, Peeper. I think that's his name. Uh, the the crazy like. Uh, drummer guy is the head of one of the worms and I'm like is this what she's talking about because this no. article came out yesterday no I'm talking about the film directed okay. by Denise Villeneuve with music okay. of Hans Zimmer with Zendaya and Jason Momoa and Oscar Isaac Hans Zimmer let's go yeah it's gonna be a, an epic film oh I just found the date initial release November 18th Hmm? Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> did anyone see the the original Doom? Yes. So good. Of course. So by good. David Lynch. So good. Well, no, no, it's not really a David Lynch film. Did he was just paid. I just I don't understand this thing of Hollywood of hiring a director for the name but not wanting their style. Like, so what you hired him for? <laughs> Did you know you... that he was actually asked to direct Star, Star Wars? David Lynch. Yes. <laughs> I should know that. Would have been, would have been <laughs> much better. He than was, the, he, he um... was there with George Lucas. He asked him to come to his mansion and he said in the first 30 seconds when he started talking about Wookiees, I want to get out of there. So that's <laughs> the first. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, you, do, do you mean, do you mean the, uh, the prequel? Uh, I, the, the, I don't know. I don't know which film oh, he was original. referring to, but there is a there is an interview actually uh, on YouTube where oh, he talks okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he. I oh, he must be talking about the originals. Well, that's. I, I think hilarious. so. Yeah. A long time ago. Huh. The first. Yeah, in a galaxy far away. Yeah. <laughs> the first Google <laughs> search when you look up Dune is why was Dune such a bad movie. <laughs> Dune, Dune wasn't the movie it was supposed to be because <laughs> because first they wanted Jodorowsky and uh, what he developed they didn't like it and then they picked they picked uh, David Lynch to to be a Hollywood style director like for fuck's sake it's David Lynch maybe it would have been the best film if you if you allowed David Lynch to do a David Lynch film that's why he is David Lynch I mean <laughs> episode six Alex K says that episode six. He was asked to direct that movie, Return of the Jedi. Damn. <laughs> that would be... Imagine a film, a Star Wars film by David Lynch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Lynch said he didn't like the movie as it turned out in the end. Yes, because it wasn't his movie. Yeah. movie. It wasn't a, mm -hmm. a David Lynch movie. 
<laughs> no, I, 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 and that drives me mental too. Um, like that drives I me absolutely it, mental with, when it comes to like certain directors, like they never enjoy somebody else's movie. And it's like, you pompous SOB. <laughs> no, but in, in the sense, in the sense that he did direct, he did it because he was kind of forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, he's kind of a difficult man to work with. What's some of his behind the scenes? But yeah, <laughs> we're becoming David Lynch appreciation stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we jump Which back into the, uh, the Q&A and then if we have time, yeah, yeah, sure so, we can yeah, yeah, sure, revisit sure, this topic. Q&A. So um, let's move on to Spaco. So they mentioned uh, the mobile title that their CDPR is working in collaboration with Spaco. Uh, the prototype is playable and internal testing is now the focus. Um, yes. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm not a mobile person, but this particular game, I've been, I've been waiting for it because <laughs> I mean, I mean, knowing what like, the studio, like, we, we, we know that they are people that you know have have a, a very high standard level for the things that they consider to be good enough to mm-hmm. put the, the the brand of the project on on them. So I, I imagine an external studio going to them and saying, hey, uh, this is what we want to develop with your IP. And then the answer of the studio is, okay, it's not that I fund your idea. I buy your company. So probably <laughs> this idea is super cool. Super, super cool. Mm-hmm. They, also yeah, added that, they also added that they're going to wait until it's as polished and perfect as it can be before... They uh, reveal any details, further details, which is you know in in line with what CDPR does. So, hmm. pretty excited. But they put that. a heavy emphasis on the online. They did element, yes. yeah. Yes. Do you mind if I answer a, a question in the chat? Go for it. Because Rohan is actually is asking what is DRM and what is DRM free. So when you buy when you buy a copy of a game, the game comes with a software protection to avoid that you copy it. A software a protection that is completely useless to start with because people end up piracing the games anyway, and also sometimes it can it can um, what's the name of it when mm. when it interrupts the gameplay updates online no, always online no interrupts interrupts the gameplay. Well, sometimes the, this this protection it causes the the. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes this protection causes the game to go slower and Mm -hmm. uh, other other types of problems while playing. So the philosophy of Teleprojagret when it comes to games is why the fuck are we going to put an anti-piracy copy if uh, pirates are going to, to, you know, are going to blow it anyway and pirate the game anyway if they want to do it and people that bought the game legally can have issues with this with this protection because the the gameplay is, is going to be worse than the ones that are playing with a pirated copy makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. So this is what DRMS is. Protection for games against copy. Mm-hmm. Because copy. for because for every program there is one Russian guy that's gonna crack that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, I think, uh, based on, on the Witcher series, uh, even most of the people who pirated, uh, the game ended up buying it anyways. So they yeah. don't, they don't believe in, you know, that kind, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've, I, I have something to come back to confess that is a little, a little embarrassing, but I did pirate the Witcher one back in the day. <laughs> 
because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> but uh, but later, but it's true. Later, I bought it. No one had to force me. Later, I bought it. Mm. I think generally, uh, people that you know enforce those you know the nouveau protection, all of that. I think people would just go. You know what? I'm gonna pirate your game just because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you actually just say to the people, look, you can <clears throat> pirate it. You don't. If you you can go and buy it, we're not going to put any protection just to actually, as Mad Queen said, damage the people who paid for the game. So mm-hmm. I guess people reward that in the end. I mean, they like the game, and, and there's this stigma that you know pirates, you know, people pirate stuff are just are never buy anything, which is false. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. It just depends on the company, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, in one hand, you have punishing piracy. Which is something you do when a specific company you don't want to give them your money. It, and this and this happens. A lot of, t- of people practices it, but that doesn't mean that you don't pay for your games. And a different thing is pirating them because you just can't afford them. Yeah. But now you have so many ways to to uh, acquire games so cheap mm. that piracy is really going down. Mm-hmm. And not only that. We reached a point where people understood that obviously, if you want good games, the the developers need good money to develop the games. So, if you want more games from a company, you need to invest in the games they do. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, you cannot afford a AAA game at launch. You just need to wait, and the game is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Remember back in the day, we used to burn uh, CDs for for PlayStation oh, One. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. that was a thing that the kids <laughs> used to do. Well, when I when Good I times. started playing video games, I I was a kid. I didn't generate money of my own, mm. and I mean, and 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 in my home we didn't have much to eat, so we didn't have money to spend on video games. Mm. So uh, I had no other choice than pirate video games if I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. But it's it, com- actually- it's completely different. Yeah, it's actually normal. Like same in in Bosnia, we had we had these uh, internet cafes where you could just buy games. You had catalogs, and they you know they burned the the, the game to a DVD. And at at that time when I was a kid, I didn't know. I was like, is this the way you buy games? And then when you actually saw that, look, there's a whole different legal, <laughs> you know, thing. Then you know it just switches. But yeah, a lot of people were just pirating games here because they couldn't get them. Because, you know, it's poor country, first of all. And the second of all, you couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Internet mm-hmm. wasn't a thing back in the do day. They, do they even still have those disclaimers at the beginning of movies that if you pirate, that if you replicate this or pirate it or whatever, you're going to get charged like $250,000 and the FBI <laughs> is going to become knocking on your door and all that? I don't even remember. Yeah, there was, there was a, um, a sketch in, a, in an 80s film called Amazon Woman on the Moon. That is the best worst movie ever. I mean, it's, it's so it's so lame and so stupid that it's fantastic. And there is a sketch about the pirates, the pirates of films. They were, you know, like pirates, sea pirates, mm-hmm. pirating things. Well, the the film is from the eighties, so they were pirating laser discs. That is not a thing anymore. <laughs> but yeah, then they they put they they find the chest with a lot of pirated copies from the latest <laughs> blockbusters in Hollywood, and then they put one of the laser discs, and you see FBI warning. And they start laughing. Oh, yeah, remember but, uh, that? There's something more recent to this. Uh, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal. You oh, wouldn't yeah. kill a policeman. <laughs> You wouldn't download a car. I would if I could. <laughs> Pretty sure everybody would if they could. 
<laughs> Piracy is a crime. If you do it, prepare to deal with the consequences. <laughs> But now, it, yeah, people are just buying stuff legally. It's not like even because you know, as you get money, as you get older, you want to reward good companies. You want mm -hmm. to actually buy their products. Now, you know, when you look at films, when you look at everything from music, so it's so cheap now to listen to music. Before all of those sites that were in those programs, they were crazy, and the amount of viruses you could get. But now it's Spotify. What six, seven dollars? I don't know, and you have everything. Well, the, the evolution of publishing in the times of the internet made it mm -hmm. super easy for everybody to get le ac legal access to things for a, mm. for a fair price. Well, yeah. quote-unquote fair, but for a price that they can afford. May it be fair of, or, or not. You have even Spotify, you have a free version, and mm. then you have, uh, you, have, you, have uh, you have advertisement, and mm -hmm. that's how they pay the musicians. You have a lot of options, and also, you know, the publishing online. This is something that opened the mind of the player. In in the old times, you had to get physical copies, and maybe you didn't know about a lot of games. Now you enter into GOG, you enter into into Steam, mm -hmm. and uh, you just enter, and you, for instance, if you like a game, you are no, um, you are notified when when the game is cheaper, and you can buy it. This new way of publishing in the times of the internet made it easier for people to actually play, pay for games, not only to pirate the games, because it's true that the beginning of the internet pirating games was the thing, but because publishing didn't make this jump to this new ways of distributing video games, of distributing films or distributing music. And that's very interesting because they want to create laws to protect the copyright, having the, the in mind what internet has done, but it seems like they don't understand what are the good things that also internet did for publishing. Mm -hmm. It's a good point, actually. Yeah, not just for companies, but for people. We wouldn't be able to do this, have a podcast, mm -hmm. just from from different parts of the world at the same time here without internet. Before you had to have a huge studio to handle this. Mm -hmm. And and now it's it makes everything so much easier. So I don't think they they always forget the good things. They always just think about the bad things, about everything, about you know. Every time they say, talk about video games, the first thing is violence in video games. What about what people actually learn from video games? Because mm -hmm. some of those games, like you can't really have to think when you play them. Mm -hmm. You gain certain skills. So, yeah. But also also another another thing another thing about about. Uh... Going going back to the uh, to the, the thing about about how the internet impacted on games, also we we need to consider that gaming per se is like some sort of young industry in the in the sense that it really didn't explode until until the early nineties. So originally it was considered a younglings thing, but people that kept playing now they are fit on the, on their fifties, and they are still a target of uh, of some types of games. Like for instance, there was this there was this um, this trend of making games with a parental figure, like you know, the, like the new God of War, like uh, The Last of Us, like uh, Bioshock Three. For mm -hmm. these gamers that were kids once, but eventually they grew up and now they have their own families and they are also a target. And now they have more money to invest in games, and also in an economy where is uh, where, where the cost of living went so went so high. And the the, uh, the salaries kept the same. 
video games is actually very cheap because it sounds it, the investment sound expensive, but for the time you spend playing a game, you pay less than going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or in, instead of traveling abroad, which is a thing that people can afford less unless you stay home and play, and it's way cheaper. And it's very interesting how how this made the industry evolve in terms in terms of development when it comes to subjects, in terms of publishing, in terms of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if there is if there is one good thing that you know big companies like EA and Activision, I mean they did a lot of things in the past which are good, but now they kind of made gaming mainstream in a sense. Because their games reached so many people that it's now more mainstream than ever to play video games. When you say you're playing video games now, it's not and it's nothing special in a sense. You know, everyone plays their games. Everyone <clears throat> phones, PCs, consoles before it wasn't like that. Before it was just a select, you know, group of people that played video games, that did that. And uh, industry definitely, as it mm-hmm. became more mainstream, industry obviously grew to this point now. But the mm-hmm. problem when an industry grows too much, it can get tainted by many external things, external factors, when money becomes the first uh, thing, which ha- it happened with every industry. It happened with the, uh, the music industry. It happened the film industry. Everything has to be commercialized in a sense. And I believe that games now that are kind of free to play are commercial versions of the industry. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree, And you have yeah. more artistic versions of like games that are not so in the spotlight, but they actually move the industry forward, actually move the industry forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, should we continue on this? Uh, let's get through this uh, Q&A mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently there's just under 600 people in the studio working on cyberpunk projects. They didn't say cyberpunk 2077. They said cyberpunk projects with some employees being uh, kind of fluid between the single player and the multiplayer. Uh, there's 40 in Wrocław for multiplayer, and the majority are on the single player. I think we knew this before, did we not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So QA testing. This is what we didn't know. Uh, there were there are around 130 <clears throat> to 150 people testing the game. Uh, some are internal and some are external. Uh, and uh, I remember a, a while ago they they brought on QLock. You guys remember that studio for for QA? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they've outsourced some of that. I don't know if that's what they mean when they say. Um, external testing, probably. No, Pro- so. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to apply. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> I wanted to apply, but on the other hand, it's like shit. Then I then I'm going to apply the. We should, we should have sent a collective uh, application for that. <laughs> yes, yes, and no. And in in the one hand, it's like yes, I want to play the game, but in, in the other hand, it's like wait, wait, wait. Let these people do their job. Yeah, and I, then I, I I will play the bug free version because also uh, playing playing a game having to pay attention to everything is not the same that enjoying mm-hmm. a game and just paying attention to enjoying the game. And you probably mm-hmm. have to play the same segment like for the entire day trying to find different doing the different mm-hmm. pads and you're not going to really progress in the game. You're going to be stuck on one thing, frustrated yeah, that you can't I, see the rest well, of the story. I, I am I am good for for Q and A because if there's a very stupid way of doing this, I'm going to do it. <laughs> It's my my specialty. Well, Uh, let me see how much I can actually break the game. (laughs) No, no, it's because I'm stupid. This is the answer. 
easier. <laughs> it's because when I think of companies, I always pick the, the most stupid one. And then I, sometimes I compare it with other people that play the same games. It's like that. Uh, you could do that in the game? Oh, yeah. Didn't you try? <laughs> you took the long way around? Yes. I, I take, I take, uh, I take and play the games when usually a game set says, no, it's 60 hours to make the main, the main quest. 60 hours for me are like 300. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a game like this, it's probably not a bad thing because you can see everything at least. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just explore the city, find stuff. And then that's going to be the most fun thing to do. Just find random stories and random side activities. Mm-hmm. So, some, someone said before that they were dying, dying to find out what's in this tape that is going to change your life. <laughs> this brain dance tape in the um, in the first gameplay, remember? Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. Stefan. In the left, you have the attack oh. of, of Cyber Psycho that's been investigated by Psycho Squad. Mm-hmm. And then at the, at, the, at the right, there's a guy that comes with a tape. This is going to change your life. Oh. <laughs> Got a real whack tape, man. <laughs> mm, I'm just I, I'm warning here of all the players of Cyberpunk 2077. I am not very sure if I want to buy brain dance on the street like that. I I am not sure. I, I don't know if I have the stomach for that. And and if you know me, you know I I'm a very gory person. But still, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, what what happened with that? Because I don't know if they changed the... Uh, was it true, like, a long time ago, this was before, I think, we even saw the, the actual reveal of Cyberpunk. Wasn't there some info that there is going to be something around brain dance? That there is going to be one segment, <laughs> like an actual story, or is that completely scrapped now? I no, no. Cypsidian <laughs> and I covered this. Remember? <laughs> Remember, <laughs> because I do. Trip down memory lane. Because I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, the dance, the dance mini game, the dance mini game. Oh, mm-hmm. are you sure we don't? We're not talking about brain dance. No, no, dancing. No, sure. Are you sure? No, it's not brain dance. No, dancing. Yes, I will remember that. The day that I die and the PowerPoint of life goes <laughs> after before me, I will remember this moment. And yeah, we went on with uh, with information of the dancing minigame. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's going to be great. It's going to be 100% awesome. <laughs> but apart from that, well, this information changed the game. I mean, they changed the game a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Games yeah. Are, are an iterative process. And what was valid, that was like four years ago, maybe mm. three, four years ago. Go figure it, if it's still valid. <sighs> That was a while ago, dang. On the other hand, on the other hand, uh, we know that Braindance is going to be a thing, and developers have uh, dodged the question about Braindance every time that they were asked. So I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it's not going to be a thing. It's also going to be a big thing, mm. which is directly tied with, you know, the <laughs> the serious things that I've said at the beginning. <laughs> that before we move to that sub subject, I mean, uh, yeah, the the Q and A. Did we did we celebrate yet? Because this is fucking important. Did we celebrate yet that The Witcher Three entered into the list of top twenty best selling games of all fucking times? Mm-hmm. The Witcher what? Three. 
When did, what is that? This was in the Q&A? Like, what is that? Yeah, in the, uh, in the, they already released the numbers. Copies. Nice. And uh, yeah, these copies mean that they entered. They didn't announce it like, hey, we entered that. No, they just say the name, number of copies. But if you go mm-hmm. to the list of, of uh, best selling games of all times, mm-hmm. The Witcher 3 entered into the top 20 of nice. best selling ga- games of all times. All times. That's awesome. Wow. I remember they, they hit that new bracket in Steam by selling over 50 million copies on Steam or something, so they get more of a cut from each yeah. subsequent sale. But this is cool. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Top 20 games okay. of all time. Yeah, but they were so far, they were releasing the, the numbers of all the Witcher franchises. One, the, the first, the, the second, and the third. This is the first time oh, that they you. say the third. That mm. many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Grand Theft Auto needs to watch its back. Yeah. Coming if, for if, it, if it doesn't need to watch its back with with Witcher, they will need with Cyberpunk. They will need with Cyberpunk. Yeah. Mark my everyone everyone <laughs> owns the Witcher 3 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I even know people that own play it. <laughs> I hope that this means they didn't play it yet. I don't know. I, I know there's gonna be. It's, it's sad that they actually didn't release the uh, the pre-order numbers, but that's understandable. Those numbers change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, you yeah. you constantly. I've <laughs> seen people on Twitter that cancel the pre-order like six times. Like, how many copies did? They do? <laughs> oh yeah, that. Don't you just think about like, okay, I'm going to pre-order the game, but. I'm not going to actually disable my pre-order if they say like, oh, we need more time to work on it. And a lot of people did. I was like, sure, go for it. Give me a better game. Yeah, but six, six times? Like, how volatile do you have to be? <laughs> that takes a lot of work, man. That's like a full-time job, canceling your pre-orders. Yeah. You gotta... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> too, too much, man. Too much. I don't know. If, if I invest in a game, I'm 100% sure I'm going to actually go for it. I never actually... I don't think I ever cancel the pre-order before mm-hmm. by, by, by the way be careful because the other way so a screenshot of, of uh, people on reddit making criticizing me for making fun of people canceling their pre-order that was on reddit <sighs> yeah <laughs> well that explains it <laughs> that explains everything yeah. <laughs> I was trying to the other day I was trying to come up with a um a term for a a mass group of evil villainous creatures that sought out the destruction of everything and anything around them that wasn't them. And I was like, what what can I call it? Redditors. Uh, Redditors? Redditors. Redditors. I was I was gonna say assholes, but I know <laughs> does, people on Reddit are really fit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to throw the entirety of Reddit in, under the bus, but they and and some some there are some sections that are totally wonderful. Mm-hmm. Then there are other sections that it's like it's like everybody there is just there to try and like cause as much pain and turmoil as possible. It's like 4chan. 4chan is an awful <sighs> site. Oh yeah, Fortune still exists. Fortune, I, I've never had as many bad experiences with with really Reddit. What? Fortune <laughs> is like I always thought Fortune like, was like the 4chan, most toxic. Fortune for me when I when I show up at Fortune, it's like like it's it's like showing up at like a, a medium like star resort. It's like 
this is this is great. Showing up at Reddit is like, you know, prison colony. Like, you know, <laughs> guys are like throwing their body up against the bars, going, "Ooh, fresh meat! Mm, watch your back, buddy! Watch your back!" And it's like, oh crap. What I got myself into. Um, again, it's, I've actually had a good experience trying, on the I'm cyberpunk one. Every redditor out there, but but guys, seriously, it's like it's like I've gone to Reddit to like talk about like positive, really nice, like happy go lucky things. Like, hey, here's here's something that I hope brightens your day. I hope you get cancer, you piece of you piece of garbage. You where you think you're showing up here trying to make us look bad? It's like. No, I'm just here to talk about something that I think is cool. Well, you're not cool, dude. GTFO. It's like, I'm not even self-promoting. I'm just talking about something. Shut up. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah, sometimes it's really hard to talk about, to, to post something on, on, you know, Reddit or, you know, stuff Anything. like that. Yeah, when you're when especially when you're a YouTuber, every time people think you're advertising, can can I post something? <laughs> the, the the greatest thing is when I get when I get like random like um snapshots of somebody sending me like a message and it's like it's like I found your account, buddy. And it's like some <laughs> some random account that that like I've never heard of this account before. I guys, I have one Reddit account. I log into that site maybe like once every four months. I really don't give a give a uh, two 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 rat tails to the overall existence of anything that I post on Reddit. I really don't care. I certainly don't care enough to try and create multiple fake accounts or like shadow accounts or like it's just I have way better things to do with my time mm-hmm. than to do that. And and somebody's like, I found you, I found you, and I'm like. And it's like just a per- cursory glance on this thing. This person spends most of their time talking in like some Reddit about like, you know, fire trucks. It's like you, you think that I have an account that I, I post like eight to ten times a day about fire trucks and then come over once to talk about some random like cyberpunk thing. Mm-hmm. And you think that's me? You think you think I go to the extent of having a a fire truck fan account on Reddit where I talk about fire trucks ten What's times a, fire a day? Truck? Just just what? actual fire truck like a, like I, I'm not giving out the real info because I don't want it. But it was like it was like an innocuous non gamer thing that this account this secret I, account. I thought, I thought it was some sort of slang. No, no, no. I'm not not using it as slang. It's just, <laughs> it's like. It's like this guy's like, I found your account. And it's like this account spends most of their time, like probably what looks like hours a day, commenting on other Reddits about uh, other non-gamer, non-like, like, you know, pop culture stuff. And I'm like, you think I spend days of every week pouring through this other Reddit just to make it look like my account is is only here to, like, pass – like. Good God, these people are like, they're, they're like, like, I mean, I deal with a lot of people who are like, you know, they deal with the whole cloak and dagger thing and they're paranoid. I've never met anybody as paranoid as some people that I've met on Reddit. Like, like, how do you know? Wait, can we go back to the subject? Anyway, sorry, yes, it's fun, yes, it's fun to, to bash a little bit, but now we're going to. We need the Sibran emote from the, from your, from your stream. Anyways, Chris Hayward, thank you for the dollar, man. Uh, and yeah. we have one more fact. In the Q and A, so 
Um, they have dev kits for next gen consoles in their hands. They can't speak on the PlayStation ones, obviously, because there's not that much information. Uh, but apparently there's going to be two versions of the Series X next gen version. So that's, that's a cool little tidbit. I guess they're going to have well, yeah, one. We, on- we already knew from yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. We already obviously, knew. That- if we didn't, if no, no, we no. didn't knew from Microsoft, they wouldn't be able to, to say. But, mm. but, um, did, wasn't this, that they have two <clears throat> versions for the Series X, or we already knew that. Did we already know that? We already knew that. Yes, because if oh, we didn't, didn't knew, they wouldn't be able to say. Oh, okay. Obviously, well, I didn't know Microsoft that. Microsoft needs to be the first person in in showing this information about their consoles. Developers can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's why they can't talk about the PlayStation Five. Okay, gotcha. And Sadly, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it in the in the Q and A. So you got a little, a lot bit. of stuff. Yeah, a lot of info actually. But one thing, every year, we don't know when when they're gonna post stuff. But there has to be an investors meeting. <laughs> yeah, I really look forward to those, to be honest, because we get yeah, the most yes. info out of those than anything else. A lot of numbers. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Lot, lots of things hidden beneath the circle because there's there's one thing that you can always count on hearing at these events is what info they're not sharing. <laughs> and that's always that's always the funnest thing for me because it's like it's like there's a lot of stuff that they're working on. There's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. at that studio. There's it's super funny going. because they they're always contradicting themselves. They, Adam mm-hmm. Adam Kaczynski says says one thing about his investors, and then uh, the studio and uh, say a different thing to the players. And it's like they're trying to give less information. Like, hello, do you realize that we <laughs> players watch? What Mr. Kicinski says to his investors. <laughs> and I can imagine what's the, what's the name of this thing, of this thing that is to kill, to kill mosquitoes and to kill flies. Like the zapper oh, thing? The, the zapper lights? The, the, the little zapper thing? Is the zapper? <laughs> well, I, I can imagine uh, the head of the. St- uh, on the backstage with a supper, like for fuck's sake! I know you're the owner of the company, the joint CEO of the company, but be careful with what you say. But for fuck's sake, <laughs> don't give me more problems. <laughs> because every time, every time he says something, oh, we're going to develop a multiplayer, and the multiplayer, what yeah. multiplayer, what multiplayer? And I still remember the times of nobody listens to Gatinsky because this conference have been gone for a while. Uh, they didn't. It's the first time that they they start putting them on their YouTube channel. But before they put them on the YouTube channel, you could find them some some other places. And then the information about this was was different to the information that was given to the players. Like, hello, do you know that this is still public information and we can access it? <laughs> if you don't want us to know, just don't tell to your investors, or at least don't don't record it in a video and upload it to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Because then, if Kitinsky say, "No, yes, we're working on the multiplayer," the only thing we know is that it's not going to be a battle in the studio, not multiplayer. What? Oh yeah, that was the first, that was the first time he mentioned it actually on one of those conferences. <laughs> I think the multiplayer. Yes, <laughs> and the studio multiplayer. What multiplayer? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What your boss said? Come on, he's the joint CEO of the company, the brother of the co-founder. I believe that he may know something about what's going on in the company. Only may, you know, only may. <laughs> but don't they have like different levels of clearance? I don't know how it is for gaming companies, though. Well, I mean, he's the joint CEO. He is. Uh, yeah, I mean, for him, but at top yeah. level. Yeah, of course. 
in the maybe he knows something else <laughs> something <laughs> extra <laughs> for the future but <laughs> oh my god yeah but listen but glad, listen to him people they, listen they, to they put the, sorry let's go no, no I'm, I'm done with them I'm glad that they are putting that on the on their channel. They you gave info based on what uh, Adam Kaczynski said, and people were like, "No, but the studio is saying otherwise." Well, I don't fucking care. He's <laughs> the joint CEO, <laughs> and I ended up in streams, almost crying, desperate, like, oh, "Nobody listen, Kaczynski. <laughs> He's the fucking boss of the company." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny lesson, days. Lesson of the day: listen, listen to Kaczynski. He's, yeah, the, he's the big boss, man. He knows what's going on. He knows we what's need going those on. Shirts. Well, I mean, I mean, the super ultra boss of the company is, is Martin Ivitsky, but he very rarely talks in public. So he's the second <laughs> best. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well, we should just just have uh, Kaczynski as much in public as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, just... let him talk. Let the guy talk. Yeah. I would fun. invest. I would invest in the company only to be able to go there and make. <laughs> it's like I want to invest, but I need to see the game. <laughs> game notes. Well, but when the, the game shirts. is out, the shares are going to be very pricey. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be interesting to see the 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 change in the stock prices because they in 2019 the, those guys well. <laughs> They kind of flew, <laughs> flew over with with the value of their company, just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm, and now, just mm-hmm. to see that they're really close to Ubisoft, and Ubisoft is a company with a the history. There is this meme of of Martin. Now, right now, the top three are are Rockstar, uh, Blizzard, mm-hmm. and Bethesda, and one of them has to go. Well, Ooh. Blizzard is going by its own. I mean, that's a project that is doing anything. But Blizzard is going by its own. And Bethesda, let's see what they do with Starfield. But... Yeah. I generally think Blizzard is just too big to go down fast because of the community. They have to, because they still have a lot of games that are being played, like going from well, WoW and everything. So, again, when, when these big companies, I've said this numerous times on, on our podcast before, but it's you. Like I, I have seen mega billion dollar companies, you know, get snuffed out in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've seen this happen more than once. We've seen giant, giant. I've talked about this number of times. Um, the whole like uh, EverQuest series, the EverQuest EverQuest franchise, the entire EverQuest franchise, all of the future concepts, all of the future writing, all of the 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 possible content that could come out. It's all owned by a Russian hard asset hard asset company, bank, and all of that stuff is in a vault. Gathering dust. And and how these big companies go under is if the company has, you know, billion dollars of expenses and they bring in two billion dollars a year, they only need to, you know, bring in 999 million to, mm-hmm. you know, start the bankruptcy problems because, and, and the bigger you are, the faster you bleed out. And oh yeah, oh. with, with this company, we're seeing this with, with Blizzard. Um, the one like, and Blizzard lost a lot this last year and they're sure they have record profits, but it's mostly due to the fact that they don't pay any taxes. Like they pay zero, almost zero operating taxes. Mm-hmm. And they pay zero taxes on their IPs because 
the IPs that they own, like their Overwatch, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, all of their IPs are owned by a single company in the Netherlands that employs zero employees and has a small room sublet in uh, or this that's rented in some kind of office building. There's, there's nobody who goes there, but that's who technically owns World of Warcraft and uh, and and StarCraft and all these other things. My they God. pay no taxes on this stuff. Normal companies like um, you know, like like CDPR, a bunch of other companies, they pay upwards of like you know, they pay millions and millions of dollars on these on the in taxes on these IPs every year. But Blizzard doesn't because they just have a real fancy accountant. So imagine when I don't know. Say there's a big thing that happens that really drives down the economy overall, and 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 every country in the world is suffering now for cash, and they're going to look around and say, "Hey, all you companies that don't pay any taxes, uh, you guys are going to start paying taxes now or else. Um, mm. We're just going to like ban your products because this is actually like where you know if you were suddenly in a worldwide economic slump." And everybody's like basically staying home and not doing anything. You're going to try and kickstart the economy. One thing you're going to do is you're going to offer tax incentives to people who and companies that do pay a lot of taxes. But then you're going to look at companies that pay zero in taxes and pay very, very little to their employees. Mm. I wonder if you know any companies that fit this, this prescription description. Sorry. Um, (laughs) and, and, and. They have all of this money in offshore accounts, and suddenly there's somebody shows up and says, "Look, you guys, um, free rides over. You're paying taxes, and you're paying your employees. Period. Do mm. it now or else." And then suddenly, when they've got to report the next year and say, "Yeah, we we were making a billion dollars a year, but now we're only making a hundred million dollars a year." Because we were doing a lot of shady things to get away from having to pay our employees, from having to pay, you know, proper salary, from having to pay, you know, local taxes. Turns out that, uh, yeah, we're in trouble now. That's going to make their stock price tank. That's going to make the company get called into question. That's going to make a lot of things happen. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they survive. Maybe they don't. Maybe they bleed out overnight. And they end up having to sell off all of their stuff because uh, that's a total possibility too. And at this point, kind of deserved, kind of kind of deserved, especially for for Blizzard. Um, so yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see where this we'll see where this lands where this where this ends up going. Yeah, same thing with this whole like Randy thing. Um, can't really. But too bad for devs though. Really too yeah. bad for devs. When yeah, no, to- no. It's, it's can it's, I can I interrupt this this subject of bashing another com- uh, companies in the podcast to mm-hmm. answer a cyberpunk question? Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> because we end up bashing other companies always. Like oh, no, no, no. then people call us a standard project. Why? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm mostly con- you know, concerned about like the the low level developers and the, just the, the grunts, you know, in the, in a company. Cause yeah, they well, usually... I, was, I, was, I was joking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah, no, of course that. Yeah. People call us shills. And apparently we're being paid huge amounts of money from Poland to talk <laughs> about Cyberpunk. Yes, yes. I, I just, I, the other day, someone on Reddit told me because I didn't know that such project. It's a project. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. 
so I get comments me, from people just... that I sorry, I get comments from people that think I'm actually making the game, which is hilarious. Oh yes, I also have those? some of those comments of people that uh, believe that I'm part of the and <laughs> like, most importantly, that I have that I have the phone number of Mr. Adam Badovsky, the <laughs> director of the game, and I can call him and give him orders. Oh, you should put this in the game. So, so let, do you let, have this neon? Because if you don't, wait for it because you will. When the, <laughs> because now we are in, in in the between that there was this hype of 2018, and now we're a little down. But mm-hmm. when we go go up to the hype, don't worry, you will get them. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. forward to seeing those, getting a quick chuckle. So, and I would like to answer a question. I'm oh, sorry. So, well, well, I, let, let me just state this so that it clears this yeah. up. Um, the final, the on, final on, smash. On YouTube, um, because this is kind of a platform, if you're talking about a product and you haven't disclosed that you're being paid to talk about the product, that is illegal in, like, basically every country under the sun. Mm-hmm. There, there is, there is, it's not, it's not that we are going to get in trouble with YouTube. No, 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 no. We get in trouble with like big advertising companies and, or sorry, governments, uh, governmental like oversight companies that, that are not companies that oversee companies that do false or misleading advertising. And if we were being paid by somebody to promote their game and we didn't inform you of that, that's not a, hey, we're going to get in trouble with YouTube. That's, hey, guys, we're going to jail. So, yeah. I, and I don't understand how people don't know this. Like, I mean, yeah. this is probably this be how going to jail too. or pay a fine that we can afford. No, no, going to jail. There, the, so there was that one guy who was doing the, um, the game skins on the, like, hey, guys, go to this website and gamble your, your CSGO skins or whatever it was, mm. right? They didn't inform their audience that they had a, a huge stake in it. And they're like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess this show's over. I guess, you know, I'm going to lose the, the, like my, my YouTube channel. No, no, dude, you're going to jail. That's <laughs> illegal. And his shock when he found out, like when his lawyers uh, informed him that no, no, what you're doing is illegal. You can go to prison for like life, like life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's that one dude who got, who was embezzling from that one con- uh, the one company. Um, he's really big, really big in that in in the news recently. I'm not gonna say uh, CPL if you can if you can search that CPL. Just got 200 years in prison, I think, for all of the stuff that he was doing to these big companies and and sidestepping all these laws. Trust me, if you wanna if you wanna end up in prison for very like for multiple lifetime sentences, it don't go on a killing spree. No, no, no. Go steal like 200 million from a company. Do oh, do yeah. that, you will end up in prison for so long that y- your bones will be little more than dust by the time they they sh- you know shoo shoo that out the door. It's kind of shocking, <laughs> but that's and it's not just one country. It's not just the states who does that. That's everybody. Did you, like, you did steal you? from the rich, and you're like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's not good. Can I answer the questions that are pointed yes, out? Yes, go ahead. It's the full time that I say. And before I do that, Sir says no one is above anyone else guilt tripping other people for playing mm-hmm. games made by these scum companies, while other Project Red has their own share of problems. No, no, don't confuse things. Mm-hmm. Players can enjoy whatever they want to enjoy, and that's mm-hmm. nobody's problem. What we call out here are the companies and their scummy practices. No matter how scummy the practice of a company is, if you're enjoying the game, 
good. That's what gaming is about. And I mean, come on, I pre-ordered Fallout 76 and I played it. But still, doing that doesn't mean that companies doesn't have to be held accountable for what they do. Are completely different things. Let's not never confuse those things. That we bash on companies don't mean that we bash on people that enjoy their games. Different things. Yep. And I would like to go back to a question that I wanted to answer before, and I cannot find the person, but I remember the question. The question was about how uh, what how was we started the podcast with this compared to GTA? How Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is it going to be GTA in the future? I understand that GTA sold a shit ton of uh, copies. But that doesn't mean that they are the standard. And it's funny because it seems that it became the standard of action games. And all the games are measured like how close and far are from GTA. Uh, Cyberpunk and GTA have not much to do with each other, except that they are both open world games and they are both action games. And uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be very, very focused on, on uh, quests and very, very focused on consequences for your actions. Which is something that uh, more or less was on GTA. But uh, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. You were supposed to have consequences on the, on it, but you didn't. Actually, you didn't. And um, it is expected that the gameplay... <coughs> excuse me. That the, that the, in, in this sense, the gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be more realistic. And also the scope of the game seems to be quite bigger than GTA 6. Well, not quite quite, but uh, bigger, and you have a map that is three-dimensional three because you have uh, the map in horizontal, and then you get into the buildings that are super high, and you can uh, do quests and do things and explore those buildings. That uh, So the map expands horizontally and vertically, and then you have Night City, and then you have the Badlands, and then, if I'm right, you also have Night City in the 2020. <laughs> but this is speculation. Don't quote me on that until we know. Yeah, I, ne I never understood how the um, how the the consequence system in uh, GTA worked. It's like guy calls in to the central office, you know, police officer calls in and radios in. And he's like, "I'm on the trail of this guy. Yeah, he's called Nerd Slayer sixty nine sixty nine XXX. Yeah, yeah, we've seen. Oh, he's gone into a garage. Okay, we're surrounding the garage. Okay, he's walked out. Oh no." No, it, I I can't see him anymore. I there's this other dude who walked out wearing the exact same clothes, but I I get oh man, I guess he got away. Oh, uh, we'll have to tell the the four hundred and fifty thousand people that he just you know robbed from, stole from, dro drove over, you know, killed, exploded airplanes, and I guess we'll just have to tell them that he he walked into a garage, man. I mean, it's completely different now. We'll have to catch him when he's on his next crime spree. I never <laughs> did understand that concept. Just like a chaos power fantasy kind of game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but then, but you were supposed to have started to drive on. Police started to, to follow you, but they forgot about you very soon. Yeah, which yeah. Was, yeah. was a little mess. I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, people need to think that it's also an RPG, and GTA is not an RPG. Whoever says it's an RPG, no, no, no. It's so not an RPG. It's an open-world sandbox game, mm -hmm. which is different, yeah. Zarek also says, unfortunately, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of those games that politized. Hello, um, do you know what Cyberpunk is? 
the general, as a general, I mean, cyberpunk is about politics, is about the corruption of the government, is about the relation of the United States with countries, is about the rise of the East, the technological rise of the East, and the uh, how the West goes down when it comes to technology. Cyberpunk is a genre that is based on the current politics of the this is the base of the general. We can't expect less from Cyberpunk 2077. We can expect, though, that the game is not going to preach. That's a different thing. But uh, Cyberpunk is a political game. 100% political game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. Well, we've been going for a long time here. Hour 47 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, does anyone have... Oh. If you if you're gonna if you're going to wrap it up, please please allow me to say a very important thing. Go for it. I want to remind everyone of the hundred and ninety <coughs> people watching. <coughs> excuse me. Please click the like button to start with. Please squish the like button. In two days, in two days is the birthday of Mike Pondsmith, creator of the original pen and paper game Cyberpunk. It's not only his birthday. Is his birthday on 2020, which is the year of the second edition and the most famous edition of this video game. Originally, the game was going to drop on his birthday in uh, two days later, in four days. Mm. So I would really, really appreciate if every single one of you went to Artelsorian Games, which is his company, to congratulate him for his birthday in two days, the 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can link the Twitter in the, the chat here. Let me just find what it. What about that? <laughs> I'm going to put it. Oh, good, good thing that you reminded us. Actually, because mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. About Damn. the release or about the birthday? The birthday, not not the release. No, that's gonna be imprinted. <laughs> the release. A long time. We're all crying <laughs> well, that, ourselves that to was, sleep. That was the funniest. The release that was so close to Mike Pondsmith's birthday on 2020. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we'll get something on Mike Pondsmith's birthday as a birthday present to us. It would be super cool, even if it's so only an, an image. I know, I know. I mean, I'd love to see something more, obviously. But even even if it's just a small image, mm-hmm. that would be super super cute. Yeah. Cool. And I put the Twitter of Artel Sorian Games on the chat. Cool. Yeah. Super cool company. Like same as CDPR. Honestly, huge props to them. Like mm-hmm. they've been super friendly to us, to not just to us YouTubers, but to people in general. When they have questions, when they need to ask something, they mm-hmm. they they're doing a really nice job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Jay Gray. He's always he's always interacting yeah. with us, and he's very quick when we have questions. So um, mm-hmm. he's a super diligent uh, individual. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. nice. Cool. Any any uh, upcoming videos for you guys this week before we wrap it up that you want to give a shout out to or whatever? No. Anything I'll, in the I'll pipeline? Be doing some cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, I'll nice. be doing some cyberpunk red stuff among everything because I wanted to dwell into that a bit more. Mm-hmm. So maybe some lore snippets. I don't know. We'll see. Sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I will be re-uploading the uh, timeline, the Cyberpunk timeline video, because the audio, I, the, the, it, this video was uploaded in this impasse while they changed the compression algorithm <coughs> for the audio. And uh, it seems that the way that I compressed the audio that YouTube didn't like, and during these times I had the super crappy audios on my videos. And the rest of them, never mind, because no one else has watched them, but this is a video that I, I expect people will watch in the future, the timeline of, of the Cyberpunk. Because so I'm going to correct the audio, and now 
that YouTube allows me to compress the audio this way, upload it again. <laughs> Sweet. So I have anything? Yes. It's just the podcast this week or uh we got we got podcasts. We're we're covering more uh we got some more game content coming out soon and we're gonna be doing um pretty deep deep dive into uh um Trials of Mana and we've got some other stuff coming up here shortly. So yeah, uh, stay tuned during the week. Our two news podcasts where we talk about just general data and news and information. Mm-hmm. Um check us out because we got uh, we're gonna be covering some news stories as they happen. Sweet. Um, yeah. You guys heard it here first. Well, go visit these channels. Uh, I know YouTube, the streaming, the live streaming, whatever dashboard kind of removed their links. So I'll re-add those links to the description, but they're all, they're all on screen anyways. So uh, go check yeah. them out. Uh, Ska had a question. Any future guests? Actually, Jay just, just uh, mentioned that he wants a guest spot soon. So Jay Gray will probably be on here Ooh. Uh, in the future. Uh, and and <laughs> well, uh, I, we are also and the ropes, and uh, we'll try to kidnap someone. But yeah, now with the lockdown, it's very, it's very plain to wear so. Mm-hmm. But in the future, in the future, maybe we can kidnap someone. Yeah. Yes, even the developers right now are busy working, and mm-hmm. now is this thing. So yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. we haven't had a guest in a while, so. They're working slowly towards this whole big release, and they're they're they got to be real careful what they can say beforehand, right? Obviously, so mm-hmm. so this is this is going to be some interesting stuff. But indeed, we have to just we just have to hold on just a little bit longer before we can like go deep into it. Yeah, I get a big smile on my face. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> We're like we're like in a cage, uh, waiting for the cage to open. Like, give us something, give us something, anything, please. And we're looking with with one eye to Artosorian games. And I so the project that like give us something. We're like we're like a dog that you take to the door, and you're like, you want to go inside? You want to go inside? You want to go inside? They're just like, they're losing their mind because they're like, oh my god, inside. <laughs> Yeah, we've been asked if we want to go outside since 2018, the big trailer. And I'm not counting 2013, <laughs> but it would be even worse. Yes, actually, we've been going, we've been asked if we want to go outside since, yeah, too long, too long. Too long. By, oh. by the way, I have a, I have a little thing. If you're, if you're having some hard time at home and, and, and you're starting to get, you know, crunched with some people at home and you, and you don't know who loves you, um, here's a, here's a simple test you can do. Lock everybody and your dog into the bathroom and just wait for like a couple hours, then let them out and you wait and see who's happy to see you. It's usually your dog. So, you know, just give your dog some extra love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out every single week to check these out. Next week we are on triple S league, I believe. Yep. Yep. So we yep. will see you there. Same time, same diff. Sorry, same time, different place. Uh, take it easy. See you. Bye. Bye bye.